Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, make sure y'all check us out on our Facebook page, also on YouTube, followed by our social media on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and also on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. I'm your boy Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with yes, me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest at the Barbershop. Uh, we got the homie Mo Cheese from what the what Country up? Roads podcast on X Squad Radio, XSquadRadio.com. Mo Cheese, man, welcome to the show, man. What's good? Yeah, chilling, 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 man. Again, bless me. Hold man. on, welcome back, my brother. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, um, welcome home, man. Welcome home. Blessed. That's all I can say. Yeah, we 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 talked about it a little bit offline, but just blessed, man. Um, hell, look, my setup didn't look like this uh, two months ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, by by even all, all of the trial and tribulations, the loss, it it all was a game. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy. People be like, "Mo, are you like a pastor now?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not a pastor at all, bro. I still, I still do what I do. I still have my flaws. I just look at life a little bit different. Like, yeah. you have to subtraction no doubt, for no addition, doubt. my brother. Yep. I was yep. just about to say, Mo, you, you got the best setup out of the three of us, bro. Like, I'm, I'm really jealous right now of what you got going on in the back there, man. <laughs> Yo, as far as far as the the backdrop though, the backdrop, yo, that's that's all Mom Dukes, bro. That's um, shout out Mom Dukes. As y'all know, uh, while while I was gone, Mom Dukes passed um, last July. So yeah. I'm kind of sort of back and forth between Riverdale and Columbus now, but I kind of sort of got the shop set up down here, and this is where the dream is like it's it's really flourishing, bro. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. Rest in peace, yeah. to moms, man. Um, so I want to get into sports with you, but I, I, I want you to touch on a little bit, uh, what we talked about, you and I were texting back and forth a few days ago. And then, uh, right before the show, you were talking about something that you wanted to bring awareness to as you experienced, uh, your time locked up, you know, for about a year or so, um, just kind of take us through that and then kind of what you, um, want to bring awareness to as a result of that? Um, yeah, we we uh, 
So I was actually, I was going for two years. Uh, and to make a long story short, I was charged with five felony counts. Uh, four first-degree charges, one second-degree charge. All of these counts uh, were in regards to an incident that happened with my son. Um, and when I say an incident that happened with my son, um, the the facts of the matter are actually unclear. Uh, what's clear is that uh, the day my son had his first set of shots, I went to his doctor's appointment. His mother was an hour late for those shots. She brought him to the shots. The doctor checked him out and said that he was fine. That was a lie because we found out during the course of my trial, at that time, he actually had a broken leg and fractured ribs. So I took him home with me thinking that he was okay. But when I got home, I felt like something was wrong. And I contacted his mother. She she said that, you know, there's probably the side effects from the shots and the fact that he had to take Tylenol or she had given him Tylenol. Um, and, you know, I, I, I took that advice, and then I called my own mother. When I called my mom, my mom kind of laughed at me and was like, hey, you know, I know it's been 10 years in between kids, but, you know, things don't change that much. You know, after the baby gets shot, right. they're kind of groggy. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I, I feel a little bit better after that. But... Even throughout the day, um, he really he he never really changed. His demeanor never really changed. He didn't want to eat anything, um, and he was he was asleep and he was up just a little bit and he was asleep. So you know, kind of sort of normal baby things. But I felt like something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take him home the next day, and I periodically check on him throughout the day. His mother's saying that he's getting better. She takes him to her son's Boy Scout meeting. They go out to eat after that, and then they go home. <clears throat> Around 9.30 that evening, I get a text message from her, and it's a video of him, but the video doesn't have any noise in the background. It just shows, it literally shows the bottom of him. So everything that you can't see on me, it shows him. And yeah. it's like his foot is tapping, and I'm like, what is this? And she's like, he's tapping his foot to the music. And I'm like, oh, okay, odd, but okay. Right. Two hours later, I get a phone call, and she says, hey, Makai is, uh, and that's my son's name. She says that he's non-responsive. And I'm like, what do you mean he's non-responsive? Like, two hours ago, he was tapping his foot to the music. And she says he's not responding to his name being called. He's not um, making direct eye contact. So I say, hey, call Children's Hospital. Um, She calls. We basically leave out. I'm leaving my house because we're not together. Um, so we get there and they immediately take him in the ICU. And to to not drag out that portion of the story, but not to belittle it, um, they came out and they were like, hey, where has he been for the last 24, 48 hours? So, you know, we give them the rundown. The police want to investigate or they want to have an interview. I have an interview with the police at my home the next day. Um, And then a week goes by and I go into the actual police precinct. I have an interview. You know what I'm saying? I leave. Of course, during that interview, like you will see, they, they pretty much during the course of that interview, it was, hey, Mr. Turner, if something happened when you got home, um, if you got upset and you threw him down and that's what caused the broken legs and broken ribs, then, you know, we'll understand if he was crying and this, that, and the other, if you dropped him. And I'm like, 
the the entire time is pretty much being pent on me. But even during this interview, they show me the video. And they're like, what do you have to say about this video? And I was like, what about it? And like, well, we reviewed this with the doctor and the doctor said, this is him having a seizure. Right. I said, okay, this video was sent to me. And they both look at each other like, oh, we're thinking, they're thinking I sent her the video, but actually she sent me the video. Long story short, this happens in 10, this happens in 2015, yo. Fast forward four years. And when I say fast forward four years, in between that, there was a temporary protective order that was taken out by her. And on that, on that paperwork, it says that defects um, was making her take out a temporary protective order or that they were going to take the child, which is illegal. Either you're going to take the child or you're not going to take the child. So we went through the whole temporary protective order. Finally, we got a judge that actually looked at the the hand, looked at the order, and said, "Okay, do you feel like Mr. Turner is a threat to you?" And she said, "No." She said, mm-hmm. "Do you feel like he's a threat to your son?" "No." "Do you feel like he hurts your son?" "No." "Okay, so why did you file this?" "Because defects told me I had to." "No, that's it. That's illegal. We throwing this out." So, a couple months go by before our relationship reestablished where I can talk to her. Cause at this point you, you've taken out a temporary protective order against me. Yeah, sir. Um, I'm going to keep going. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm not, I legit had to stop from shedding a tear cause I, that angers me, but go ahead. So a couple months go by and you know, we get back in contact with each other and now I'm able to see my son, but I'm seeing my son like on random basis because at this point my son is fully disabled. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's fully disabled. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing him at doctor's visits. I'm going to physical therapy and stuff like that. And it's, it's still, it was uncomfortable because of what we had been through in the last two years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now we're trying to work through some things. So, you know, I had gotten married during the process. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't like Carla, although they'd never met. Um, and my son's birthday comes around in 2018. And she wants to have this birthday party. My, my daughter's going to fly in from Texas. She has a son. My son and her daughter are the same age. So she wants my son to be able to ride a horse. Again, he's fully disabled. So in order for him to ride a horse, there has to be a speech therapist, a physical therapist, a horse trainer. Ooh, I pay for everything, right? Under the assumption there's going to be me, her, her son, my daughter, and our son. But we show up and her boyfriend and his kids are there, sister and kids are there. And my daughter literally feels uncomfortable. So we depart from said birthday party early because my daughter's uncomfortable. Obviously, I'm not happy at this moment. So I just let her know, hey, look, as big boy would say, the baby is not a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So let's handle this the legal way so I can have rights to actually see my son. And so then I can't just really be breaking you off no money. That's 2018. Fast forward 2019. Y'all get arraigned on five charges. Mm. Now, mind oh, you, I've never, I, I've never had another interview with the police from 2015. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank I, the 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 most PC and respectful way that I can say it is thank God that you have found some sort of uh, resolution to the situation. <laughs> um, that sure. that's that's um, I could read. Mm, God and God bless that situation, bro. That's that's crazy. That's that's 
I'll just I'll, I'll wrap it up though. You know, I go. I went to trial. I'm facing 90 years. Uh, the four, the four, the four first degree charges are basically saying that I caused the head trauma or the first two charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last two charges are saying that I broke his ribs and I broke his leg. Um, mm-hmm. The third charge is a second degree charge, and the third charge is saying that I knowingly didn't report a medical injury to an infant, right. so it's criminal right. negligence. Right. So now put those things together. So the broken leg and broken rib happened before I even had them in my custody. So mm-hmm. those charges I was found not guilty on. The head trauma was found out to be, hey, when this video was taken, the head trauma probably happened right before this. So mm-hmm. those two charges I found not guilty on. The third charge, I, it should have been thrown out because if I didn't cause any of these injuries or really know about the injuries, how can I be guilty and being neglectful? So, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, and negligent. So I was found to be negligent and I was given a 10 year serve too, although I had no criminal background, I wasn't given a first offender and I wasn't even granted parole during those two years. Like I could have got out. It was people in there that had charges, yeah. It was people in there that had multiple charges and they they might have had three years. They did nine months and they went home. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's crazy, man. And I and I'll just kind of echo, you know, Maestro's words earlier. Um, thank God that, you know, you're here and you know that situation has, you know, found some sort of um, resolution to the situation. I remember um, going back to April 2019, I flew out to Atlanta to meet some family. My mom's lives there. And I met you for the first time personally at Microwave's house. We did the show. I remember Maestro called in. Um, you forgot to charge your laptop and the show just kind of went, <laughs> just so kind of went dead after that. <laughs> Um, and you know, it was, it was, it was cool meeting you then. And then months later, when I found out that, um, you had been arrested for, you know, this situation, um, me not knowing you that well, and just only meeting you one time that, that just kind of had me in my feelings. Like, like, damn, like I just met this dude and this dude's, you know, locked away for, you know, this situation and not even knowing what kind of light at the tunnel we're, we're going to see with this. So, um, so I'm, I'm happy that you're out of this situation and, and, you know, you're back and, you know, you got a story to tell, you know, like Biggie said, That's you know, cool. you got, you know, you got some things to tell and we, we, we appreciate that. It, it, it definitely, um, it's, it changed a lot for me. I know I was big with, with, with sports, but it, it changed, I guess it changed the dynamic in my life. Uh, to bring more awareness to uh, things that are happening to black people and, and people of color in general. And it's not mm-hmm. just just uh, us getting killed by the police because it's more of us getting killed by the police by being locked up in that system mm-hmm. than we know. And it's so many people in, in prison for a parole by violation. And I'm talking about minor parole violation infractions where this person probably could have been off parole uh, in six months, uh, failed to report once, and now they have to serve like a two-year sentence. Like that doesn't really something about that math doesn't really ride out for me. And and then just the way the system is set up itself, as far as it's, there, there's no growth. 
for for people yeah. that are in there for any any long amount of time. Um, hell, for me, two years was long enough. But for you not to have any real programs going on in these prisons, for you not to be getting any real education, uh, the programs are just gobbling up money. Um, they're funneling their money by using bed space for people that's not even supposed to be in said programs. Again, it's a long conversation, but it it opened up a, a different avenue for different things and different people to bring into these conversations. And what I hope happens is and bringing and bringing in these different people into the conversations, it spreads the audience out into seeing great podcasts like this right here, where you can come get your sports fixed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 we have that 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 kind of sort of bounce off each other. Where, where we're just building a 12-1 goal. And that's something else that I'm, I'm all for everybody working together. I done went off on the radio about uh, folks not promoting each other and, and not yeah. supporting each other. So it's just, hey, man, we got we to gotta start somewhere. If I'm not going to put myself as the voice, but if I got to be the voice, then let's, let's do it. Right, right. Right. I do have something funny to say, and, and I'll tra- I'll help you transition off a of series. No, no, I, I was I was working. I was wondering if the Segway King over there had it. I I I got you. <laughs> it took for, it took for me to go to prison and for COVID to happen, and God bless, God bless my man Kobe Bean Bryant for the Lakers to win a championship, and then. For the Atlanta Braves to win a championship, and then for my uh, UGA the Bulldogs to win a championship. Talk, talk your well, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll shit, say man. this. I'll say this. Uh, the Lakers don't look to be in much good shape to repeat anytime soon. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's go to the last thing I talked about. Let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. base, and we don't know when, and we don't know when baseball coming back around. Yeah, these, 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 these rich, these billionaires versus millionaire arguments are are ridiculous to me. But yeah, the, man. Player, the players set themselves up. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's that's facts. No, no, for, for certain, for break certain, that down, man. though, Mo. Well, I, I say the players set themselves up <clears throat> when they allowed the owners to negotiate that COVID season, and when they negotiated the COVID season down to X amount of games, and they were going to X amount of pay them. Then it, they they lost time on on being able to bargain. Like I'm I'm not big on, on the details, but I, I know I, I I can I can see through the the bull they lost mm-hmm. time on being able to negotiate they don't really have any any real stake with the owners because they can't even see the owners pockets so mm-hmm. by that when i say they can't see the owners pockets the owners in baseball do not have to open up their books to to the uh baseball player association so sure. they can quote unquote gauge and, and and try to do some analytical work and try to figure out where where the money is but they don't really know so mm-hmm. if you're an owner why 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 negotiate to, to what you want when I know at the end of the day what you really want to do is you want to play baseball and you make a lot of money anyway. So I'm not going to just pay you what you want. Yeah, mm. and, and that's interesting you said that, Mo, because I think about the NFL and how there's no guaranteed contracts. And I think about baseball where you have guaranteed contracts. Um, the lifespan of the baseball player is much longer than 
the lifespan of a football player. So for me, when I look at baseball, it's like, well, y'all getting money. Y'all getting these Alex Rodriguez contracts out the wazoo. Y'all getting like, you know, non-figures. And some of the best of the best are even getting their contracts even like right after their rookie, like, you know, a little before their rookie deals go out. Why, why is, why do you think there's a problem or why do you think there's a disconnect between baseball players and ownership? Greedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Everybody's greedy. And the way baseball was set up, I mean, I, I, I can break it down to this analogy. Folks don't want to say baseball races, right? So check this out. A pitcher can be on the mound. He can beam a player. He can beam a player, right? Yeah. So if he beams this player and the player is black, mo- most of the pitchers are white, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You agree? So if he beams mm-hmm. this player, the player is not supposed to do anything, right? So if he beams him, this is an unwritten rule in baseball because he whatever he did. So now if the player reacts, if it's a white player that got beamed and a white player reacts, they're going to call it a dust-up, right? Right. But if it's a black player and the black player reacts, what are they going to call it? Fucking fight. Yeah. It, it was it was a melee. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a melee. Mm-hmm. So it, and I, I hate to bring it to that, but it's still a matter of control. Hey, man, I love game. to bring it to that. It's a, it's a matter of control in the game. And baseball... Baseball is is like all these other sports. It's pretty much slavery. We you you have a talent. You can work for me, but we have the money to be able to put on the product, and we have the infrastructure to be able to televise this. And mm-hmm. I think the players have gotten so stupid and so greedy that they don't understand that if we just say, "Hey, you know what? Fuck this," and maybe maybe the baseball players, maybe maybe they saying "fuck it" right now. If they finally say fuck it, at some point the owners are gonna have to come back and renegotiate back to what is closer to being fair. Yeah. 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 Well, I say this in rebut to to greed, and 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 I agree with you one hundred percent. I think um I, I think I think the players are greedy uh because they don't see the bigger picture. They see the millions of dollars that's going to their family immediately. Um and, and it's hard to call it greed, but but if you're talking about in the confines of starting your own infrastructure where it's a little fair towards the owners, a little more fair towards the owners and the players, um, speaking to that goal, I can see how somebody would call it greed. Um, and obviously the rich want to stay rich. So they put, so their infrastructure is in place for the rich to stay rich. Um, it, it's just that never ending, uh, that never ending, uh, I guess issue that's going to constantly be going on in the world as long as us as a people and, and me, and when I mean people, not black people specifically, but players and those that are not in, uh, power positions, so to speak. Um, until we decide, you know what, maybe we take a little bit money, a little less money to do something that we're more in control of. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that we make deals with people in power and then those deals put us in position to not be able to grow as an empire. You, you, you want to know what it boils down to? It's just like this, man. Baseball players, even, even though they make a whole lot more money than us, they did. 
All, all of these players are having the same argument that, that we have if we work nine to fives. It'd be a whole yeah. bunch of people that's working at nine to five and they sit there and they complain about not making enough money. There's a, don't do there's, there's a boss that you can complain to or you want to. They're not going to do shit because they're not even the owner of the company and the owner of the company exactly. is not really hearing your individual voice. It won't, it's not going to be until everybody in that office gets up and says, you know what? We ain't making no calls today. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? We're not yeah. making no calls today and we ain't making no calls until somebody, you know, addresses our issues. Yeah. I yeah. guess what the, I guess this is what these arguments are, but I would just say for, I mean the the players' association to me also drops the ball in this point for the players because they're supposed to be the representation of the players. Why do you are why why do these people and I call them I'm calling you these people you rich these people mm-hmm. why do you wait until an agreement ends to renegotiate it if you leasing an apartment or renting an apartment. You're going to make the decision before the, the, the lease runs out on whether you're going to move or not, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're going to send mm-hmm. you a letter and they're going to say, hey, look, the rent has increased by $50. You got six months, to, or you got three months to make this decision, or you need to let us know within 30 days beforehand. I don't. It seems like they don't even have any communication in regards to it beforehand. Well, I'll say this. Um, my my st- my stance on that is that the players' association works for the league and not for the players, and I don't care what what it said about it. It's like it's like hiring. It's like working for a record label and then getting your lawyer from the getting your lawyer from somebody that works at the record label. That's just what what that situation is. So I, I, I it's kind of, it's like you go to a job and then they tell you, hey, join the union, but the union was contracted by the employer. So. Of course, they sitting in those offices and saying, hey, we'll allow this, but we won't allow this. We'll allow this, but we won't allow that, because that would have them gain the type of uh, power that we don't want them to have. You know what I'm saying? So the the issue is, is that we won't go outside. We go get into a job. And this is this goes from uh, McDonald's employee all the way up to NFL or, or, or baseball player. We get into that infrastructure, and and because that infrastructure gives you everything that they say you're supposed to have within a job, you take it because they give it to you right there. It's convenient. You don't have to go look for a different union that might work better in your favor. You don't have to look for a lawyer that might work better in your favor because they're going to just put it, lay it all out there right there for you. And it, it's a convenience game, man. One thing us as a people love is convenience. That's why we be at the fast food joint instead of going to the grocery store buying mass That's groceries a fact. and cooking. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Hey That's man, a we fact. got a we got a few minutes left here, Mo. Um, I, I just want to uh, congratulate your teams on uh, bringing some championships to the state of Georgia. I see you got your uh, national championship shirt on right there, and uh, like you said before, you know the Braves won the World Series uh, back in October. Um. Does does this erase twenty eight to three in your mind? Does that kind of <laughs> thank you, thank you, you for know. bringing it up? <laughs> and we only get and we got and we got five minutes left, so sum it up. <laughs> <laughs> does, does does that erase the pain of twenty eight to three, bro? It does. It, it, honestly, it does. It it, wow. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that twenty eight to three didn't happen. 
It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it's it's more like that 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 scar that you know that's there, but it's blended in so much over the years you can't really tell unless you really really look at it. You guys. Mm. Just really, really look at it. We don't look at it anymore. It's not that ugly blemish to us no more. You know, you y'all know what I'm talking about. You had you you had that one incident where you was like, I'm gonna be ugly for life. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of sort of went away. And you was like, okay, I mean you can't really even tell I did that no more. So <laughs> wow. 28, 28 to 3 happened, but so much has happened since. You know what I'm saying? I mean You so damn mature. <laughs> I was, was going to say it You that, so that, mature that, That's in the history books bro like Yo, that, that's... I mean such is everything Here, Here's what do it So so, 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 so Maestro is calling for it Here's what erases it The fact that we beat Fucking Alabama And Nick Saban punk ass Is what fucking mm. does it that that's mm-hmm. that's that's what does it. It's like mm. who, who gives a fuck? Tom Brady beat everybody ass. He just so happened to pull off some amazing shit against us, but he pulled off amazing shit against other people. He ain't come back. Uh, damn to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the dude just won a Super Bowl at home. You know what I'm saying? He just switched teams mm-hmm. and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, y'all, I mean, y'all, had, y'all had that game one though. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna front. Y'all, y'all had I mean, that game we, one. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would love to say that they had it won, but they didn't. <laughs> so, but, but they did until they didn't. And then I guess the 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 the, the sexy, beautiful uh, part that made it all come together is the fact that you had the Braves win, and then you had Georgia win right behind yeah. it. So it's it, it, you know. I'm saying you 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 put them two good things and that 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 little that little piece of salami in between it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The salami is the nasty shit, which would be the Tom Brady shit. But you you put those two great things around in that salami. It don't, it don't taste as bad no more, bro. Nah, oh, that okay. you, yeah, nah, and because I was just getting ready to say I don't eat salami, so that makes that that either. made sense to me. That made fucking sense to me, man. I like that. <laughs> See, you, get, you get you a buttery you, sweet uh, brioche. You cooking right now, Mo. I ain't gonna hold you. You cooking right now. You can't. You well, definitely cook. You don't even taste the salami no more, man. You yeah, you, you yeah, you did that, bro. I can't even hold you, man. I I can't even hold you on that one. That that was a great fucking analogy, man. Look, I I, I wonder if everybody in Atlanta has that advanced of a of a th- of a thought. I really doubt it. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they are still killing the Falcons right now, Brad. But um, I want to I want to see what they're gonna do. Like I said, you know, we got a new GM. You really can't base their base bases worth until year three. So yeah, you can look at the last two drafts prior to and be like, eh, I don't like all the pit, picks. But I mean, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is a stud, man. Um, I think it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. I don't think that's going to happen this year. And I hope, I pray that they do not extend his contract out again to try to uh, gain some cap space. No way, no how. They can't trade uh, uh, um, Grady. And yeah. I don't know what's up with Calvin Ridley, bro. I, 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 with, with respect, though, Mo, um, he left the game for mental health. And anytime. A person's got to deal with mental health. I I, I got to just sit back and respect that. 
You here, 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 here's my thing though. The Falcons, the Falcons wrote this situation out with him. You know, I listened to Atlanta radio. They didn't let anything get out as to what the situation was. And no, nobody even knows still what was really going on with him. They just knew that there was something going on with him and they wrote it out. So for, I guess, it to now seem like, okay, I'm over that and I'm ready to play. I just don't want to play for the Falcons. It's like, okay, like when, when did that relationship dissolve? Like I'm trying to yeah. figure that part out. Oh, so he so basically he Naomi Osaka job. I'm just saying <laughs> to me, to me again, don't put no words and in respect. And respect. I, this That's is what I'm my, saying. my personal opinion as a fan. What I saw is he didn't like some of the decisions that got made during the draft. He didn't feel like the team was gonna go nowhere. And maybe that pressure built up and that became part of whatever else he had going on. But then as the player, he didn't man up and get back out on the field. Yeah. And that affects the mentals. As the, as the fan, I have a small problem with that. Get yourself together, brother. But as the fan to now be like, I'm ready to play, but I don't want to play in Atlanta. Yeah. What? You ever play at Chocolate City? That is so, so disrespectful. And I get that y'all really are Chocolate City now. I'm just saying that that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that is so I had to do it. It's, it's really not, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mo, uh, go ahead and uh, plug your show and tell us what you got coming up. Yo, make sure you check out uh, the Country Roads Experience Tuesdays on xquadradio.com. You can also check it out on countryroads.com. Uh, I also, two shows on Tuesday, so 10 a.m. in the morning, 10 uh, p.m. in the evening. So coming up shortly, I'll be on X-Squad Radio. It's a long story. Basically, that's a show with me and my homeboys from college. Yo, we just sit there and chop it up about all kind of craziness. So tune in. It's definitely grown, folks. So do not bring your kids to the show. Hell, my wife got to tune out sometime. <laughs> hey. That's what's up. Now. Hey, man, I appreciate you, bro. It's good to hear you, man. It's good to see you in good spirits. Um and the Falcons got a long road ahead of them. <laughs> it is what it is, man. And so we, do your Lakers. Yeah, I'm going so out. Don't there. add that. See, that's how that's how you that's how you that's how you stretch a conversation right there. I'm going. That's how I'm you do it right there. there. I'm going out there on the 22nd. I'm gonna kick it with the greatest. I'm going to the Lakers versus Philly game on the 23rd. And at this okay. point, okay, I'm. I'm I'm mad I paid what I paid for these tickets because I'm just like, they suck. Like, yeah. they suck. But to see, I guess, Philly and Harden and Joel on yeah. the floor, it, it should be worth it. And we got media passes, so we get to go in two hours early and oh, we wow. get to press joint afterwards. So can't wow. beat that. And like I said, no. you know, life has gone banana crazy right now. And I feel like the trip to L.A., when I come back from L.A., I'm, I'm going to be on something different. Because when, right, when I see man. that, when I see that Hollywood, I'm gonna be like, let's go. Fact. No doubt, no doubt. All right, bro, hey. you be safe, man. All right, peace, man. All right, peace.